Hey guys, it's Brad, and I've got special guest. Uh, who, who's here? Who's here? The special guy, the specialist guy I know, Rich. You? Oh, well, you know, I am. I feel pretty special. Most you days. are. You're, uh, you're my special guy. I'm his special guy. I feel so honored. So, uh, you know, we've had a we've had a run here. I mean, uh, what? This is going to be what episode 23, 24, 25, 26. Um, I'm just going to say numbers. We we have we've recorded up to episode 25. And now. then you can edit whatever number in you want. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh what what so, you know, you've you've heard kind of our thoughts on chapter 1, like what we thought about the story. Uh what have you thought about the characters? Like who do you think's changed the most? You know, uh, it's kind of funny the way that all of this progressed because, you know, when I asked everybody to send me their character ideas before we ever started recording the podcast, you know, everybody came up with things fairly quickly. Uh, there wasn't a lot of uh, tweaking. You know, there was a little bit early on, but for the most part, what you see is kind of the initial concepts that everybody threw at me. So probably the person who's uh, developed the most, uh, interestingly enough, has been Father Becker, mainly because his concept was very simple. Mm -hmm. It was the... I don't know anything. Yeah. So he kind of threw it back into my court as, you know, how are we going to progress this and how are we going to move that forward? So he's had to adapt to it as opposed to, you know, maybe a plot or a plan it out. And honestly, the the back and forth there has, has been very interesting. Sean's been great about just running with anything that I throw at him and then anything that he tosses back at me, I will twist and try to stab him with it. So... That that kind of spitballing it, done well is fun and and you know nice to listen to. Uh, well, hopefully uh, we'll see what the listeners have to say, but uh, <laughs> it's definitely been a lot of fun on our end as far as recording and 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 playing that style. I know there were a lot of us here at the table that that's what we were wanting to. We kind of drifted away mm -hmm. from uh, that more storytelling style and that little. Uh, deeper character interaction, so we wanted to get back to it, and I think we're all really happy that we've we've gotten there, and we've just been having a lot of fun with it, and that's been the best part. And sitting on this side of the table has been a lot of fun watching that happen, and so many of the moments where I just don't have to do anything, I'll just sit over here and answer questions, and you guys drive the story. No, I, I think a good mix because you you know you can't skip combat entirely, like, but you know having having those runs of combat and then the runs of RP and then a good mix in between, I, I think it's a sweet spot. It's been interesting from a design standpoint because uh, I really wanted early on, I knew we were going to have a lot of combat in Chapter 1. I wanted there to be combat because I needed to establish that Faradon is dangerous, mm -hmm. deadly, and not an easy place to live. So I knew we were going to go into a lot of combat right away, but that means that you're not going to get to do a lot of RP. So, you know, it kind of was counterintuitive for where we wanted to go. It was nice the way that everybody kind of threw it in anyway. Mm -hmm. uh, I didn't give them an, a, a lot of opportunities and not as many as I wanted to. So hopefully in Chapter 2, we can really uh, have some more time for some some RP sessions or at least uh, weaving it more into what we are doing and not just to be, uh, you know, monster of the week kind of uh, uh, situation. Now, the, the campfire stories where you get those like RP moments at the end of the day, is, is that a trope or is that kind of a, a standard for live play, do you think? You know, I probably a little bit of both. I suppose it depends on how you do it. If uh, so much of it just happens, then I don't think it's really a trope. I know in Chapter 1 we had an extra episode uh, thrown in because that you guys just needed to get that out. Mm -hmm. And it just kind of happened. And after we're recording, I'm like, well, that's going to be a two and a half hour episode if I leave it that way. So we pretty much had to make it its episode on its own. Mm -hmm. And that was great. So that I definitely think it's not a trope at that point. If we just plot them out and then throw them in, then suddenly it becomes a trope. 
Yeah, because an interesting origin episode, I don't feel, is a bottle episode. I mean, you're not really recapping. Like, this is new. Mm-hmm. This is important. And at the time, the characters are like, we're not taking another step with you, dude, until you spill the beans. Like, Well, and that's the trouble. You know, we have these uh, somewhat mysterious backgrounds pretty much all the way across the board, which itself is probably something of a trope. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we could have done the origin story uh, and had, you know, the, the initial movie there, so to speak, where everybody gets that out. But I think it's just more interesting to not. I think yeah. it's more interesting to let it come out. And so far, it happened, when, you know, with Father Becker thing, as I mentioned before, that happened about six episodes after I thought it would. Yeah. Because <laughs> you guys kept uh, blowing right on by it and then having to deal with other things. And then finally got back around to it. I just thought it would happen earlier. Well, and I know for for Father Becker, like his was was so obvious. Like Sean Sean had a great story idea there. Unfortunately, it was so out in the open. Like every time you cast a spell, like you know things could go wrong, and we saw that happen many times. And then, you know, I think every character has the understanding of how a cleric works, and if a cleric doesn't work. What what is going on? And then the the final like icing on the cake is like, hey, you're the chosen one. What? Yeah, you and know. that was uh, you know, I, that was obviously me in a planned moment. Yeah, and Sean had no clue that was coming. Yeah, that, the only heads up I gave him is I said, hey, buddy, I'm dropping a bomb on you tonight. Just you be prepared. And so it was, it was a fun moment to see how all of that played out. But like that was that was all me weaving it into some existing story elements that are going to be there, and we knew Sean's was going to be the the one that was in your face and the one that everybody had to address early on. But at the same time, there is a lot more to be discovered there, so it's going to continue. And some of the other characters, um, they're going to come out much later. You know, Ashirian has a, a much more nuanced backstory, mm-hmm. and it, you know, as it comes out, it's not going to come out in the same way. It's going to be be very different. And we'll see how mad at he, me he is after he discovers the things I have planned for Ashirian. Because I haven't had, I haven't used any of it against him just yet, but uh, you know it's coming. Well, I hope you enjoy Daddy Issues, the podcast. Let's get to it. <laughs> this is the Adventurer's Vault. Follow our epic journeys and hear amazing tales. Join our heroes as they bravely face grave dangers and mysterious evils in distant and unknown lands. Be sure to visit our website, theadventuresvault.com, for episodes, links, and show notes. Music and sounds provided by Sirenscape. And now, it's time to open... The Adventurer's Vault. Welcome back, Vault Dwellers. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, we're going to start Chapter 2, Chapter 2 of Return to Faradon. Woo! And we are all using Pathfinder 2nd Edition. We've got books here in front of us. We've got updated characters. Everything is good to go. Um, it has been three weeks since the Battle of Port Hallback. So you guys have had a little downtime, a little time to chill out. Now, you don't have anything particular that you're assigned to do during this time frame, so you can pretty much do whatever you want. As far as some of the other things that have been happening around town, uh, it's kind of returned to normal-ish. Of course, obviously, there were a fair number of people who didn't make it through the battle, but there are already new people kind kind of flooding in. Over the course of about a week, the channel was reopened. A fair amount of the, the wood that they pulled out has been dropped off at Alder's Empty Lot. Hell yeah. I know uh, Rob the Builder intends to reuse some of that. 
Uh, he kinds of he, he finds it funny actually. It's kind of an inside joke so, for him. So like the house we're gonna get is made up mostly of the wreckage of exploded ships. Maybe not yeah. mostly, but a fair amount of it. That is yeah, Pretty good. Yeah, yeah that's, that's awesome. That's bowler right yeah. there for him, him and some of his crew like they think it's hilarious. That's why they did it. Yeah. Um, you say that until the uh, ghosts of dead sailors come back to reclaim <laughs> their property. Uh, what what's a know. few more at this point? Mm-hmm. Like yeah, yeah. Like um, his plan is. To actually like try to salvage as much as the um, the figureheads, and he's going to put them somewhere in the house as a as a joke. So yeah, they they find it funny. I mean, they they're happy. Like they're like these guys saved our lives. But this is what these guys do to to people who they think are cool. They're like, yeah, this will be funny. This is hilarious. I don't see it as funny so much as badass. I, it's pretty <laughs> badass. Here's the fleet we exploded out at sea. We built a house out of it. Hey, Fuck you. Hey, I hit your house. <laughs> this is the most amazing thing I've ever fucking seen <laughs> in my life. You know, if uh, would be great is take it? your pants off. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what would be great is if there is uh, like you're giving tours of the house. You know, this this is Alder's house. Blah blah blah. Uh, I'm older. Uh, look at my things. Anyway, uh, but in the, like there are scorch marks on, on some of the walls. And it's like, well, this is, you know, like literally this is when we bur- blew up the ship. <laughs> this mark right here, that's part yeah. of the fire that partially destroyed it. And uh, I don't Hi, know. I'm One-Eyed Dan, the ghost of one of the people killed in this explosion. <laughs> yes, Dad, tell them what happened. <laughs> it, was, it was horrible. <laughs> I burned to death and then I drowned. So uh, <laughs> both. a couple of minor interesting things that happened. Uh, some of the first ships to show up, and they actually ended up having to wait outside the channel before coming into port when it was finally cleared. Uh, a couple of Moon Maw Trading Company ships have showed up, which you guys remember from your uh, good friend yeah. Jacques mm-hmm. Um And these were obvious cargo ships. You know, the ship you guys um, kind of confiscated there for him and blew up was not a large cargo ship. It mm-hmm. was meant to be uh, smaller, faster. But these are big, fat cargo ships that barely make it through the channel, which means they have lots of good stuff in them. So mm. he very quickly has opened up Jacques Darmart, <laughs> uh, otherwise <laughs> otherwise known as the uh, the headquarters for the Moon Maw Trading Consortium. At this point, it's just tents, but a lot of goods have come in. He is hawking his wares every chance he gets. A lot of construction equipment, which was definitely needed, um, but he's yeah he's set up shop uh, and he's very happy. Uh, every time he sees you guys, he acts like your best friend. So that's kind of a minor thing. Uh, of note for uh, your good friend Rob the Builder. Rob the Builder. You know he's he's kind of the construction bro around town, uh, but you get the idea that maybe he's sharper than you gave him credit for. Uh, he has um, made a deal with uh, some of the other uh, merchant folk around town, and he very quickly has gotten the contract to build the new town hall. Uh, mm-hmm. He was uh, recommended, but he made an exclusive deal with one of the other trading companies for materials. So a little bit of a shrewd deal there, but on uh, the ball. yeah, but that also means that he his crew is getting larger. He's expanding, so uh, he also has people out there constantly looking for new new people to join his crew and build. And generally, construction has resumed, and a lot is happening. So Port Holbeck is busy on the daily. But that's kind of uh, that's kind of it. But what about you guys? Have uh, have you guys been doing anything fun? So Al uh, has alternated his time. There is a fledgling town guard, like. Even if there was one before, their numbers were decimated. I know a new one is forming. Uh, for some time each day, Al trains whoever is interested in learning any sort of martial combat. I mean, swords, spears, 
whatever. Like occasionally you see him out there with a couple of guys like form one. And then they, like, they move, they strike the sword a certain way form two. And then literally like some of his free time is spent training anyone who wants it as a like de facto weapon master. And there would be a need, even for people who aren't interested in being in the guard. A lot of people have um, decided that maybe some weapon skills <laughs> or some, uh, gaining more weapon skills would be advantageous and, here. And Al doesn't turn anyone away. If all you've got is a stick, like he works with that person to like, here's how you fight with a stick. So th- is this where we have the little uh, mon- movie montage? You're Kevin Costner, yeah. and you're teaching everybody to fight. It's, in the, in the, it's more like Top Gun. We're just playing volleyball, there shirtless. Um, um, playing with the boys. <laughs> you got like Eye of the Tiger in the background as you're just absolutely just decimating this poor guy who's only showed up with like a wooden sword. Dun, well, dun, I imagine dun, there's dun, training dun. weapons, but it's like, why are we? Dun, why do we dun, have to dun, be shirtless, Mister Mister Smithy? Dun, dun. Reasons. Whack. <laughs> I'd like to see the bruises. <laughs> Why do we rub this oil first? Because we have to glisten in the sun, fool. <laughs> it's the first rule of combat. Don't you want to glisten? Peasant? You have to glisten, you dumb bitch. You non-glistening <laughs> son of a bitch, I swear to God. Uh, what about you, Asherian? What have you been up to the last few weeks? Um, Asherian has mainly just been trying to help with um, really any reconstruction processes, sometimes stop- stopping by and helping train um, soldiers and anyone who wants it and uh, military formations, and also any unarmed combat, if you can. Uh, once again, there are plenty of people who will take you up on that. Uh, maybe not all day, but you know, people will trickle in and come by, and they're more than willing to. Everybody here has a vested interest in being somewhat combat-trained now. Weird! <laughs> Almost strange how a pirate invasion does that to people. During the downtimes, one of the mornings, um, when everyone would be getting up for... Uh, doing whatever they're going to do for the day. Um, Asherian, once again, has already been awake, has already gone to the whatever cafeteria that they have in the Carlisle State to get breakfast for everyone. You mean Dobbs? Mm-hmm. Dobbs has still got his little food cabin. He's there. Mm-hmm. Get breakfast for everyone and set it out around the, a fire that he's already started for everyone for whenever they wake up. And just kind of sitting there peacefully for himself, doing the generic movie, kind of brooding with himself, just... Not talking to really anyone who passes by, but... This is the sound of a Sheeran not talking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At that point, Al will, like, walk up with his tray and, uh, you know, sit down across the room. You know, imagine a school cafeteria, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> He's got his whatever passes for coffee around here and food. Like, good morning, Ash. Morning. I'm, uh... How you feeling? You sleeping? Well, I would like to say that I was. Well... Stop drinking coffee before bed. <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, he's just like they sit there for a minute because they're 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 old soldiers, both of them. You know, they don't always fill the time with chit chat. But yeah, you know, I'll I'll notice this. He doesn't sleep very much, and it you know tries to prod him a little bit and be like, "Well, I do you think you're ready to go back out? I mean, I think I think the time of crisis is over. I think we could start exploring again. I, don't don't you feel it?" the pool and at the mention of that you see a Sherian, you know he was kind of just you know forking some food and he kind of stops and the the fork in his hand is just shaking violently mm-hmm. no that's that's the problem alder i don't want this well you're, you're here i mean there's there's nothing to want 
I didn't come here looking to save the world, Alder. That's the problem. Oh, I, I know you probably didn't, but... I mean, look around. These people are living in tents. There's no one here but us. Like, they can't rely on that fancy black tower right there. They can't rely on that paladin. It's, it's up to us. You know that, right? Maybe, maybe it should be up to someone. But I don't know if it's me. I don't know if I'm the person that people should look for. I'm not. I'm not the hero. Holder. You, uh, they all seem to think differently. But I, I mean, what are you going to do? Going to join one of Rob's work crews? Going to find a nice little plot of land, farm it? City guard needs someone. Some, I, I could work for them, something. I just... Oh, oh, come on, man. You know we're not like them. You know we don't fit in. Yes, well, they're heroes now, but they know. There's no room for us here. We'll come back to town from time to time, but we're warriors, Ash. Our place is out there. You know that. No. I was a warrior, Alder. But I'm done with this. I don't want any of this. I've too often seen people in their hopes and dreams just gone because someone else didn't care enough. And I'm tired of being the person who didn't care. I'm done with this. And at that, Asherian just kind of stands up, turns, and walks away. You're going to finish that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you, you, you walk away from the Carlisle estate. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, we're going to have to see where that goes. <laughs> In the meantime, uh, Haytham, I, I know you've mm-hmm. had some things you wanted to be doing, uh, some crafting checks and a few other things. Let's roll them all out. Oh, Each one yeah. Talk about your modifiers. Talk about your modifiers. <laughs> Give me that free shit. Uh, let me go over all the uh, fine details of my character sheet. Mm, um, slow, slow. Sector one. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I think probably day one. Hatham just like sleeps in, exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> uh, day, day two. Day two, packs his shit up and finds the closest thing to a workshop he can and just like goes to work. Um, so crafting montage. Crafting a lot of montage. montages today, yeah. Pretty much, yeah. Crafting um, in a montage. Go, buys, buys a couple of other, other gear items. Uh, pretty much sleepless nights, bloodshot eyes, looks... A, like complete mess, just like furiously uh, crafting. Well, we'll get to how many items. But uh, <laughs> so I know one of the things that you were to. working on was moving that rune from the the bow over to uh, Father Becker's uh, yes. Morning Star. That is so, right. What? Oh my gosh! So that does you requi- guys. <laughs> that does require a crafting okay. check now. <laughs> Uh, yeah. And I believe it has been determined that it's a DC 14 craft yeah. check. So you want to go ahead and roll that one? How yeah, I think probably probably uh, role-playing that out, I think Haytham probably has an epiphany. He's like, the room, the boat. And uh, just maybe like sticks his head out a window, like hires a, hires a street urchin to go get Father Becker and have him bring both <laughs> items. Is it Christmas he can't, morning already? Cause he, yeah, because <laughs> he can't be bothered because he's too... Quickly, find Father Becker. Yeah. Bring him to me. He grabs the coin. He's like, you're my father now, and runs <laughs> off. <He's> like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> I knew I should have. Given him the instructions before throwing him the money. Dang it. So, yeah. I'll, I'll show up, by the way. And in case you would like it, my friend, I could have prepared guidance that day. Ding. My man. I don't know if that works for uh, crafting checks or skill, skill checks. Skill check, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. The skill check. Yeah, maybe so. some because of the duration of what you're doing. What but. is that, a plus one? Uh, sure, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've read the entire book. It of could course be. it is. Yes. Take plus eight. I don't care. It's all, right. all good. 
So crafting check the one. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, daddy. You you have made my morning star even better than it was. How's it? How's it? Twenty nine. Damn! Wow, Ooh. that is that is. I mean, the fourteen was the DC, so you are more than a critical success. You are halfway to a double Man. critical success. Yeah. I don't... Mission accomplished. I think we can Jesus. say. You know, ever since I pulled it off the corpse of that man who I did not kill, <laughs> uh, it's been a little, you know, rusty and, you know, well, now look at it, man. It's all polished up. And Rich, all could little... maybe that check, like, be a little cheaper since he rolled so well? Or take like, a little less It only time. takes a little bit of duct tape to just... Uh, you mean as far as the uh, the expense of transfer? Yeah, yeah. Or now, that, what did we determine? That was like it's three, three, three and a half gold. Three and a half gold. Um, you know what? Here's what I'll let you do. Uh, instead of reducing the time, because I believe it's four days that it would take you to uh, complete this this task. So instead of reducing the, the time, what's that? Actually, two? it's it's one, I believe, for this particular task. Oh, it is just one yeah. day. Okay, Even better. Um, so once again, so instead of reducing the time, I will have let you reduce the amount. So you could have done it, say, for a gold piece. Uh, and the yes. weapon comes out even shinier and new looking um, Look at than this. it was before. I cannot wait to bash someone in the head with this. This will be great. Alder runs in and seals it. No, <laughs> oh, it. Yes, the rune worked perfectly. In fact, I uh, synthesized a polish and I've uh, applied it. The first test was a success and it looks shiny and new. You said first test was a success. Who did you bash in the head? No, no, no. The polish, the polish. Oh, no. the polish was a success. You okay. see little orphan feet behind the table. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that? No one. <laughs> Go away. So there is a point for Haytham uh, when you're working on one of your crafting tasks. And you know, like you said, you kind of have those epiphany moments, and you, and you have one. You're working on something else. You're, you're thinking about one of the formulas, and as you're looking at it, suddenly you remember the book that Father Becker gave you, the book that he... Um, Took lovingly off of this, the former owner. Uh, I gently and with all due respect uh, as a sign that this man's work should carry on. You buy that? Of course, that book, as you know, is in some sort of a code. And you were, you were kind of looking through it and working on figuring out what, what it means. Mm -hmm. And as you're looking at this one formula, y y it occurs to you, wait a minute. I think I, I think I know how to decode some of this. Revelation. Would it help if I used one of my new elixirs, a comprehension elixir? Um, you know, not necessarily, unless you want to for some particular reason. The epiphany that you come to is really enough. You know, so if you want to, you can go grab that book and look through it and see what, see if it works. I'll get yeah. it, Dad. I, I have this feeling that you would enhance your, your <laughs> just because you could. Probably, but it also, the description says it doesn't help with codes. Oh, yeah. Specifically. So... So. Here's, here's what your epiphany really was. So you've been looking for uh, a way to kind of break the code. You're, you know, you're looking for a way to, to crack a cipher. And as you were testing theories, you'd come up with an idea. You, you realize that it wasn't panning out. You're like, I think it's this. And then you go check it, and it's not working uh, consistently through the book. And what you realize is that every chapter is not only just a different cipher, but every chapter, chapter is a new cipher built on the old one. So chapter one, the cipher is easier, but the cipher for chapter two is the chapter for cipher one with new steps. And the chapter for uh, for uh, the cipher for chapter three is also the chap the, the previous ciphers with new steps added. And you realize that as that goes up, what they've done is they've just made that exponentially more difficult. 
each time. But as you realize that, that some of your previous theories were had some truth to it, but if only you applied them to chapter one. So after a little bit of work, you are able to decode the first chapter of the book. You, boy, I, go get Father Beckett right now. Yes, Dad! <laughs> well, we'll it? talk about that <laughs> later. We'll <laughs> deal with that later. <laughs> Where would Father Becker be? Um, hospital, bar, or brothel? One of the three. <laughs> You mean you mean the bar brothel? <laughs> entirely possible. So 50-50 chance for each one. I, I know the math. It's a small out. town. I think like you'd have to have multiple things in one building. So <laughs> a, bar, well, a bar brothel that's yeah, right next to a hospital. Not a lot of buildings yet. So, yeah, you know, <laughs> it's it's a hospital. And <laughs> after after the day shift, the nurses turn naughty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Aren't you a nurse? <laughs> I was. <laughs> <laughs> you like candy strippers? Because guess what? So you, uh, Father Becker, you show up very quickly, and Haytham has. I'm assuming you've written out the translation on another piece of paper, or just like furiously, like yep, papers, papers flying in the air. And... So you have several pages of fully translated uh, uh, notes from this book. Becker, look, look, what? see this? Yes, uh, you I know, like I hold the page like right in his the face. middle of something. Whenever what, uh, what's I see scribbles. This is what, very what? important. Oh, uh, okay, because I was doing something important in the uh, yes, bar but this is awful? it. It's this is it. Chapter one of what of the book? What, which book? The one you know, the one the, with the ship and the guy he dead, <laughs> and you took it, and now I've done it. The first chapter. So this it is progresses a, a, the cipher over. You know, it levels up the whole book. Wait. This is a fiction, or this is some. Uh, what do you? What do you mean, fiction? No, it's our lives, Becker. It's our lives. Right. Oh, is, are you talking about my journal? Yes, your. Well, good journal. lord, man! Why didn't you say that at the beginning? <laughs> I did. God, I swear. No, you did not. Play back the tape. Bloody hell! <laughs> Fathers, please. La wait. Let me see. What have you learned? What have you learned? Well, yeah. Okay. What have I? What have we learned? What have you learned? Uh, so interestingly enough, there is no story or a tale here. What you have is a series of, like, they're small prayers. They're like incantations, so to speak. So there's not a lot to be gleaned from what they might mean because they're basic things uh, along the lines of, uh, blessed is the earth for it gives you power. It, there, there are things like that there. Um, you know, from the, from the top of the peaks, you will gain the wisdom of, the, you know, of, our, of your great Lord. Uh, you know, there, there are things that sound like that that don't necessarily mean anything, but you realize that these are, this is litany. These are incantations that are important to, you know, whatever this religion is or mm -hmm. whatever this worship is. But it's hard to explain what they mean. You know, they, they're just vague enough that, like, well, from the earth there is power. Does that mean, like, I can set up some uh, hydroelectric dam? I don't know. You know, what, what does this mean? Uh, so it, it's Uranium-235. Mm. It doesn't necessarily give you any wisdom, but um, if, if I'm assuming you read this, yeah, yeah, I'll I'll I'll, I'll read them over and uh, you know study them as much as I can. So there. as you begin to read over these, like as, as you start to read them in your mind and and say them uh, even out loud, you you feel a little bit of connection, much like when you were casting spells. You know, before you're just saying random things mm -hmm. and trying to cast spells. Uh, this is on that same connection. So you start to read these, and you feel that connection happening. Um, so. Huh? It's it's it. This is uh, Ethan. This is uh, strange. As I read these over, and I, I, um, I recite them in my mind, I feel different. I feel strange. 
almost it reminds me sometimes whenever I've cast cast a spell and it's worked. Really, a little bit, just a, just a little bit. This is strange. Uh, hmm. These seem almost like basic prayers, you know, just the the most simple of of chance that a service or or a priest might say to get into the right frame of mind. I and they guess. do sound like that. As somebody who may have. You know, made a few of those up over the years. Yeah, I, I, I know the trappings of religion to <laughs> yeah. a certain extent, if nothing so else. So this sounds like the, the the kind of bullshitium you would have thrown mm-hmm. out in one of your cons. Hmm. Um, oh, it's very strange. Are they all Earth-related? Well, I, as you point that out, it's, it's a recurring theme. This one seems to refer to a, maybe a mountain or a hill or, or a promontory or something like that. This one talks about the Earth. Um, there's one, the power of... You know, be like the stone. So, I mean, there there are various things here. I mean, this this uh, yeah, they do seem to have that theme. That's and how strange. Wait, earth? that one power comes from the earth. Yeah. Well, that's a bit disturbing. The only power we've seen come from the earth is a black, black and inky clouds and awful things. Well, uh, you know, that is troubling. Although, hmm, you know, I've noticed that obviously we don't have a. A complete idea, but I think you and I can both agree that that seemed to be some sort of manifestation of negative energy. I've got hypotheses. Yes, and I, I've never been able to personally manifest that. In fact, it was the opposite. It was positive energy. And so I, I would think that they would not be related. I would hope they would not be related, although maybe they are in some sort of other way. I'll need more data. Yes, well, I mean, um, well, uh, this is clearly not all of it. How come, where, where's the rest of it? Well, like I said, the cipher gets harder as the book goes in. Oh, so you didn't manage to translate the rest of the book? No, no. Mm. Well, I mean, nevertheless, good job. I mean, well done, well done. Have you seen a name for the deity anywhere in there? There there is not. No, just that sign. Oh. Ace Freely. (laughs) Um, And, you know, you make it suspicious that instead of this being some sort of a text that this is maybe a prayer book so hmm. not that there is not things to, there are not that there are not things to be gleaned from it but this document was not written to give a history of the religion this is um, like a prayer book that somebody might carry with them and father becker if you continue to study those uh, little prayers and incantations that are in there you will find that you are now freely able to cast cantrips without any possibility of failure oh yeah well that's that's nice (laughs) and you also think that if there were some sort of a hidden mechanic that your uh judge had made up in which percentile dice determined the effect of spells you also sounds unlikely i don't think you almost think that maybe some of those had shifted for more simple spells Hmm. Hmm, as you become more connected with your god and understand how to cast well, you know, and, and I'll, I'll just take this opportunity. Well, first of all, I'll thank uh, Hatham profusely for his good work in, in this and uh, clap him on the shoulder and say, well done, sir. Now only it looks like um, 10 more chapters to go to figure <laughs> out uh, how this uh, works. But uh, right. it, it, I'm excited. Mm-hmm. You've been doing good work, by the way. I, I have been swinging around this uh, morning star all morning, and uh, ironically, and uh, it, it seems to really flow nicely. It is a, a sweet item. Well, well done in your crafting. Thank you. I have yes. a lot more to you get seem to. Very intense. Have you been I... drinking some of your own potions again? <laughs> yeah, listen, uh, I'm the only test subject around. Yes, I've <laughs> been it... mixing those. What? Have you? Because what's that white substance over there that you've been injecting <laughs> into your arm, Sherlock? Um, 
You got Pesh issues? <laughs> I'm pretty sure <laughs> one of these or... alchemy items could more or less substitute for... <laughs> Cocaine? <laughs> yeah. There's the, like... Oh, shit. Like the... the yeah, we'll figure it out. Cognitive mutagen or something. Just, like, his pupils dilate or some shit. But... <laughs> I'm going to be backing out of the uh, workshop here just to Slowly step, one step, step at a time. You hear a pop and there's, like, a cloud of smoke. Yeah. yeah. If you want to crap down in a brand new <laughs> town, cocaine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Richard, I will. Um, so one thing I want to do while I'm, uh, especially after this knowledge, is so a couple things. Um, you know, uh, in terms of evenings, honestly, probably I'll spend that doing, a, uh, frankly, a bit of carousing. I don't know, necessarily the brothel, <laughs> but but um, you know, ingratiating myself with the townsfolk. Uh, you know, Father Becker does enjoy his libation in the evenings and uh, being social in the daytimes. I'll spend some some of my time. Uh, going around um, to areas, uh, particularly around the makeshift hospital or if anything more permanent is being constructed. I'm not sure if they're thinking about that. But just helping out in terms of care of patients and expending healing wherever needed. But I also want to spend a fair amount of time over the next uh, few weeks going to, um, you know, kind of getting away from civilization a bit. Maybe going to um, places that are a bit more wilderness and particularly looking for areas that are you know, uh, maybe rocky uh, cliffs or, you know, high hills or things like that, places I could maybe sit on the stone, that sort of thing. And frankly, I'll just start, you know, repeating the prayers and just kind of seeing if I can, if I can once again attain that feeling of connection and maybe try to strengthen it. With the new incantations, it, it's actually a fairly trivial task for you to, to regain that connection to some extent. Mm-hmm. And while, although it's difficult to say that being near... Uh, say the cliff, the cliffs are easy. I mean, the whole southern coast is all cliff. Yeah. So you just go a little ways from town and sit on the cliff, and obviously below there's plenty of rocks. Um, it it does seem to be something there, but maybe nothing specific. Like it just feels right. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, I'll continue to do that then. Okay. Uh, yeah. Once again, easy enough. So. And Hatham, was there anything else that you were worth uh, mentioning that you were crafting? Yeah. There there was one or two things. Uh, let's see. Now that we talked about this before, now that items, in particular shields, have HP, repair is going to be a little more important, so we were going to craft a level 3 repair kit, which would benefit future repair checks. Uh, So, Um, the DC for that craft check will be 16. How, how are you getting those DCs, by the way, Rich? Yanking them out of my buttocks. Uh, but I mean, that's—is <laughs> that what that smell is? That's okay. actually the 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 rules, though, that right? Really, really, there there is a section where it kind of gives you guidelines on DCs, but it doesn't link them to any specific task. Hmm. Um, it just kind of tells you where about where they should be. Um, so I, I kind of looked through some of the examples for for crafting because it does outline a few there. So I kind of have a formula in the back of my head, but that's just me. Uh, so there is no uh, there's no table there's no section that says a level three item is a DC this. Uh, basically, you just uh, look at the circumstances, what they're trying to ca- craft, how rare the items may be, and go. Over. And since once again this is not a rare item, I went with a fairly simple, easy DC. However, if you were saying crafting a adamantine mall or pitons, um, something that's you know maybe a special material or just a more complex item, I uh, just raise the DC. But the higher level items in my mind have higher DCs. 
So I'm guessing that this, uh, you know, minimal guidelines will not in any way cause uh, endless debate on the Paizo forums uh, in the future. I'm, I'm sure not, and especially for society play, I'm sure it'll yeah, be yeah. nice, clear guidelines. Very convenient. Oh, posted. crafting's not allowed in society. You know You're that. You're probably right. That, that probably will be the fix. Huh. I wonder, actually. Anybody read the document? I don't know. I, I need to, but I have not yet. Hmm. So well, go ahead and roll that beautiful bean footage. Ooh, Ooh that's going to be a uh, be a 21. 21. It is not a crit success, but it is easily a success. All right. You, know, you might as well just retire from adventuring, too. Sherian's gone. It'll just be the uh, Alder and Becker show. <laughs> Day two. They're dead. And uh, that's a shame. One's got the faith of a rock. The other's got a huge it's Alder and Becker. <laughs> <laughs> a smock? Like yes, it, yes. Because it's like a bulb. Because I cook in my free time. Right. I was going to say, <laughs> you, know, you don't want to get that stains on your uniform. So. Fancy food with Alder. Oh, goodness. A clock. <laughs> he, likes, clock. <laughs> he likes to tell time. He's got a big-ass clock that he carries around with him everywhere. On a chain on his neck. <laughs> yeah, That's right. Interesting. Yeah. Alder, ow! <laughs> Flavorful. All right, all right. Was, we'll, was there we'll anything else interesting, Haytham? Well, um, various crafting... I don't know that we Should need to go down everyone, but yeah. um, no, no, do them all in excruciating detail. Tell us how you got yeah, the bonuses. We can, we can summarize what crafting checks worked if we want to just roll them after the. We could, but I don't know what I feel. Like there was only what one more thing you needed. Yeah, I also wanted to try and craft a level three medicine kit to play into the uh, medicine feats I took before. Okay, um, I'm going to go ahead and say DC 17 for that because. Um, you are a little less familiar with medicine as opposed to repair, and it's a more complicated field. So, extra plus one. It's going to be another 21. Another 21. So, once again, not a crit success, but definitely a success. Excellent. So, you have a medicine kit, and I believe that leaves you a little time to make a few other small items, and uh, we don't need to go through all that. Various alchemy items. We'll just say that we did that. Did... uh, Father Becker and Haytham have anything else? Oh, not that I'm aware of. Okay. Haytham. No, maybe just like Haytham bought a uh, hand crossbow. He's probably in between manic potion mixing, like taking pot shots, like target practice, trying to just maximize his time. From your workbench? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, at like empty vials on a shelf. How about you know, giant ship rats that are now crawling through the uh, town because we yeah. demolished these ships? Is that what we're calling kobolds? Yeah. <laughs> so in his like other like during the three weeks, his other free time when he's not like helping people train, you see uh, like a scene where like Alder walks into a field and he like points at five spots, and you see a worker start to erect like like wooden gravestones, and you pan that a little bit, you see that Port Hallbeck has made a temporary like like graveyard. I mean, a lot of people died, and they don't really have, like, nice graves. Um, but the the worker puts five down, and we keep doing smash cuts of, like, Alder walking around town, knocking on doors, like, talking to people, cut back to, like, he points at the first one, and a worker writes a name out. And, like, you just keep repeating this scene. Alder's in, like, the town hall going through what records he can. And eventually, like... Every time you see Alder, he's standing in front of the next grave. The last time you see that he's standing in front of the fifth grade, uh, fifth grave, and there's four names. But, like, he looks down, and, like, there's no name on the fifth one. And he's like, I, I'm sorry. I I tried. But, but no one knows you. 
and then like behind you see like a kid and if you could see his face it's the first child that was murdered by the cultist and he just kind of walks up and stands next to uh alder it's like i i tried uh the other four i could find their name so they'll they'll be remembered but it's okay you're not alone you can you can be with us number 13 you can be an unnamed too and he kind of like reaches out like takes the kid's hand and then they just stand there looking from the empty grave so you actually learn something during the uh, that endeavor that maybe you weren't maybe you didn't set out to learn but as you're asking people and trying to find out information uh, you discover that the the cultist group that you guys found came through Port Holbeck. They they were here. They were in town for actually a, a short time, a few weeks, um, and, but they were there. People remember them. They presented themselves as an extended family that traveled to Port Holbeck and were hoping to settle land. Uh, a lot of people say that they recommend they, they don't go out into the wild, that it's not safe out there yet, that they should just buy a place in town. But they were determined to find a place on their own um, they like so think about like modern day uh, Mennonites or Amish. They kind of fit that um, that sect where they were very big on being self sufficient, very big on having their own little culture and just kind of eschewing regular society. Well, although they weren't rude or mean or anything to anybody around town, everybody was kind of like, well, you know, these guys are just probably going to go out and get murdered. But hey, if that's what they want to do, they seem really. But they um, they people remember the children. They remember these people as as being here. And nobody thought much of it. They didn't think they looked like cultists or anything. And the children did not seem to be coerced in any way. They seemed to, they acted like kids. Does anybody, uh, Alder, bring up the fact that Osherian appears to have left? Alder does not. Because uh, he, in that, during that time frame, he, I mean, I don't know how long Alder, or if Osherian, like, heads out of camp, you know, all knows to give him some time. But, it, yeah, I, he doesn't... I mean, he's all stays pretty busy. All right, but he's not living weeks. at Carlisle's anymore, is that right? Uh, he is not. There is a point, uh, you know, maybe a week after that, where you guys hear a rumor around town that uh, Asherian is uh, supposedly going to accept the position as captain of the town guard. But that's a done deal. They're just waiting on the next council meeting to ratify it. But uh, apparently he's, he, he was offered the position and accepted it at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you know, I, I, I'll tell you, I don't want to uh, muscle in on anybody else's territory, but I, I, I'd actually like that. Ta- at the point that I kind of realize he's not around. I mean, he, he would still be around town, but he's not out of the Carlisle. So right. I might seek him out. You, uh, you sure can. Yeah. So um, I'll try to find him. Wherever, where would he be spending his evenings? Uh, most often at the um, at, so at, st- at a semi-open field where they would have the like training area for the town so, guard. Mm-hmm. So Port Hallbeck... Um, actually has a because remember this is very well laid out like somebody really went to detail uh in laying out the streets and marking where things there there's actually a, a plot map but there is a section of a very large block that is set aside for city use that you you guys know that the intention is eventually this will be where the guardhouse is the training house is here as well as say maybe like a jail and a few other things here but um they're perfectly willing to let you use an alder this is probably where you've been uh as you're helping Actually, like earlier in that week, you see a scene where Alder walks over to that field, points at a spot in the ground, and that same worker throws a sign down, and it's like the Admiral James uh, Billet Smythe training field. (laughs) (laughs) And I'll just kind of (laughs) nod. So yeah, right now it's just kind of a big open city block, but you know that is the intention for it eventually. There's no construction that started there, but as far as, hey, can we just go train here? 
Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that's the exact place I was kind of talking about where mm -hmm. that's that's where Shirian is there and he's training people in an un unarmed combat rather than the actual martial weapons usage. So he'll, he'll take any volunteers that he needs to, but he also t is training people in actual formations. Like, you know, the we use the... You have people with the shields in the front with the guys and the spears in the back to protect you and then have, you know, the going over those kind of basic military formations so that they all know them. And once again, you guys get plenty of business doing this, but it's very random. It's, hey, I have a little time, but people are definitely interested in coming over and doing this as they find time. So, but yeah, he, there he sure. is there. Is that where you spend your evenings? Yeah, m most of the time. He's, okay. he's there any time that he can be. Well, one time as you're as you're doing some drilling and maybe you're sort of wrapping up without anyone kind of you know still standing around waiting for an, a lesson, you you'll probably spot me there, mm -hmm. and uh, I'll kind of come up to you and say, "Hey, look at my new morning star! Isn't that great? Very interesting. Yeah, yeah. You see how it's all <laughs> shined up and everything? Hatham did that. Uh, Hatham's a Hatham's a good man. Yeah, a lot of work. Yeah." So, too. so uh, my good Asherian, uh, you know, it's, um, <clears throat> gosh, it must be thirsty work out here. Care to join me at the local uh, tent there? We can uh, maybe have a libation, have a have a drink or something, um, you know, see what's, talk about what's going on. Uh, Asherian just kind of, like, turns for a second, just shakes his head, and, Father, you're, you're a nice man. Well, I, I don't necessarily agree I with... What you, the stealing the man's stuff after he died? What, on are we ship. still on this? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's, so you're right. The ocean should have claimed it. What was I thinking by making good use of it? How, how many how many undead have I bashed in with this this thing? I, I mean, please, is this? I I swear you people. How many times have I saved your life using his accoutrements? Father, I'm not saying that it was necessarily an entire bad decision, but that's not the point. <laughs> What was I thinking? Yes, go ahead. <laughs> the, I just, I don't know if this is all for me. I've done this too much. I don't want this again. Uh, what's this? I don't know what you mean. The, this life, this kind of life. I don't want to be always out there risking everything with all these other people. This, this life of just sitting here protecting Port Holbeck and training these people... That's good enough for me. Well, uh, hmm. Hmm. you know, I, I mean, I listen, I can understand that. Uh, it, it seems that you're um, a veteran of many campaigns. You've probably seen quite a bit in your your old age. Um, you know, I, I can see that you might not uh, want to spend this time um, uh, doing that sort of thing. Um, you know, though, um, uh, I, I, I can't hold that against you. I cannot. Uh, I can understand that. I, I just felt that uh, our group made a fairly good team. Uh, we seem to support each other in, in various ways. And um, while we don't currently have anything we're doing at the moment, um, you know, if, if additional work like that comes along, it would be a shame not to have you around because you, you do good stuff. You do good things. And um, um, I think we're a stronger team with you. Father, I, under I hear what you're saying. Hmm. But that's the problem. I don't want this again. I don't want to be in a group. I've lost these people before, and I've lost that feeling. I don't want to be a part of my squad again. I don't want another platoon. I don't want more soldiers. I didn't come to Faradon to be the hero. I came here because I wanted time to consume me. I just didn't didn't want to have to deal with any of this. 
Well, sure, sure. I understand that. I mean, I didn't come here to be a hero, and I, I question whether I or not I am, in fact, a hero. And, um, you know, um, I understand. I, I'll leave you. Uh, I won't bother you again about this, but I will say I think it would be a shame to continue to live your life in fear of what you might lose as opposed to what you gain by the relationships that you have. But it, it's, it's your decision, and um, uh, we'll be sorry to see you go if you choose not to join us uh, for whatever endeavors we might pursue in the future. If nothing else, I can't fault you for doing good work here, training these people, because they certainly need some, uh, some skill should we face issues like we did uh, previously, and we probably will. Hmm. Um, so keep up the good work, eh? Understood. You, you continue what you're doing, Father. You do, you do very good work, too. And <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> They're starting to believe it. Also, <laughs> what? I must develop an internal monologue. Also, if you happen to see Haytham and if he has questions, just do let him know because I, I Haytham is a good man, and if I understand that this is hard for group because we did a, we did do a lot of work together, but. Yeah, so I'll, I'll pass that along to him. Um, you know, he's developed a terrible drug addiction. <laughs> <laughs> that man is on amphetamines day in and day out. Something called uh, cane coke. Yes, <laughs> uh, he's, uh, I don't think he's slept in the last week, to be very honest with you. It's super passionate. So Sheeran kind of pats you on the back as, you're, as he's like walking you towards the gate, and he's, well, you know, you are apparently a father, Becker now, making you a priest, uh... I feel like that might be your job to well, help him with that. Oh, gosh, I, I don't know if I'm... Uh, <laughs> of course, I'm a, a man of the cloth, a conduit of uh, powerful energy, perhaps the chosen one, but uh, I'm sure I can't really help him <laughs> with something like that. Uh, who, who would... Honestly, who would trust me <laughs> with that sort of uh, wisdom? So, like, Al heads down to whatever hovel Haytham is, like, <laughs> crafting this shit out of... <laughs> I don't know if it's like a like a building. You just gotta follow the crumbs or... of cocaine. I don't know wherever might have like, I don't know wherever would be the best place that already might have some you know, some workbenches and stuff set up. And I imagine it's like somebody's upstairs and there's a skylight, circa like eighteen hundred Victorian yeah. Frankenstein. I picture it as just a shed. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody somewhere had a shed with some things in it, and they were willing to let one of the heroes of Port Holbeck use it. <laughs> And not realizing that you're completely going to take it over for a few weeks, but <laughs> nobody wants to be like, you going to kick him out? I'm not going to kick well, yeah, him out. Yeah, yeah, honey, he's st he's still in there. Look at oh. his eyes. I'm not going to touch him. <laughs> Did you see out. that? That guy built a forge. <laughs> and <laughs> So, like, Al, like, he knows he's in the shed or whatever, but he's like, hey, Thumb. Special effects. Yeah. What? What do you want? It, it's Al. Come on. It's been a few days. Come out to the sun. It's only been, oh, Oh, it's been... I've lost track of time. Hang, yeah. hang on, hang on. You hear, like, the thwip of a crossbow. <laughs> like, maybe the... Ding! Wait. Cry of a kobold. And the, it, it plunks into some wood. It's like, there's, like, a crossbow like, bolt that sticks out through the wood next yeah. to the door. He's like, well, we can work on that, too. Haven, like, comes in the door, like, cracks it and, like, winces at the light. <laughs> Come on, grab that new pig stick of yours. Let's get some practice in. Oh, God, it's so bright. Oh, God. Yes. I, yes, yes, that would be a good idea. We can work on my 
target practice as well. Mm. Seems to be lacking. <laughs> so I, I kind of imagine that shed's not too far from the practice field. Just because convenient. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's like five feet to the right. Yeah. <laughs> Is that what that noise was this whole time? Yeah. I kept hearing metal clanking and people yelling. I thought I should look, but... <laughs> Just in the practice field, they're just chilling there, just like, you know, doing all the drill training, and suddenly a cross bolt goes flying <laughs> through the training field, and they're like, what? Or like a puff of smoke out the window, and they're like, no, nah, that's fine. <laughs> Don't worry, that's just Hatham the drug addict. <laughs> Hatham the druggie. All, all the little kids in town are being told, stay away from that drug addict guy, he's crazy. <laughs> you don't talk about my father like that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, like, at that point, like, Alder, like, takes his jacket off, folds it up, um, throws it on the ground and pulls out a knife. It's like, all right, let's get to it. Dun, 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 um, dun, dun, dun. So, like, Haytham grabs a stickle, and you could tell, like, they've spent at least some time training. Like, Haytham isn't the, like, fresh-faced babe with ill-fitting leather armor anymore. Like, yeah. you know. He just he, looks like it. Well, <laughs> you know, he, yeah, he looks a little disheveled, but as soon as, like, Alder comes at him, like, doesn't hold back, Haytham blocks it. And they start going at it eventually. Like, just, I mean, it's training, but you can tell, like, Al's not pulling punches on him. You know, and uh, at some point in time, like, some people stop to watch. Because two of the heroes of Port Hallback going, you know, even they, even though they know you guys, this is a friendly training session, like, they're, they're watching. And you know, it's kind of, hey, well, check that out. Uh, ooh, this, this, this scrawny one's better than he looks. <laughs> uh, I guess at some point, like, Al would get the upper hand and, like, trip him. And as, like, he throws him in the ground and has his knife at his throat, Haytham, like, reaches in a pocket and, like, slaps, like, he's got a, a green bottle against Al's head. <laughs> and it looks like it's, like, one of his acid flasks. And I was, I was like, ha! Good! Good. Good. I've got nothing left to teach you. When your life is on the line, really? cheat. <laughs> yeah. Oh. You, you ever seen me, you ever seen me play nice or fair? <laughs> like, Sometimes you uh, declare your hate for a particular kobold before you walk up and uh, slice him in half. Uh, that's just so. that's uh, that's just me being angry. Oh, Al helps him up at that point. I don't understand sea people, apparently. But come on, I'll help you understand semen. <laughs> Damn it, we were doing so well. I yeah, got a potion for that. It's not <laughs> right, right in the toilet. It's not buggery if it's love. <laughs> it's like, I'm going to throw a tanglefoot bag at you, bag at you so you can't escape. Safe word, safe word. Yeah, Nathan might like pop the the cork on the flask and like food coloring. <laughs> I really have nothing left to show you. You don't honestly think I would melt half your face off I would, by uh, accident. Not by accident. <laughs> that would be awfully reckless. Things can happen. I'm just saying, you're, you're not that, uh, that little scrawny kid that came off the ship. You know, I do find myself um, restless a bit. You've, you've grown strong. This awful land has been good to you. Ironic, isn't it? I, I feel I feel good. Hate them. I feel strong, like there's a connection to this place I, I didn't know I you, had. You've been taking the elixirs too. What? No. <laughs> Who snitched? Do you wanna <laughs> I, 
I know. I'll a, kill them. <laughs> I know a guy. <laughs> no, I just I I feel it too though. It's I think it's time to head out. There's there's still too much out there we don't know, and the the town has recovered from that assault. I, I think we're ready. Yes, and I think I think my eyes have adjusted to the sun again, <laughs> which is nice. And uh, almost also, as if, I think I need a bath. You definitely <laughs> need a bath. Uh, almost as if on cue, while you guys are having this conversation, uh, someone comes up towards you, and you recognize it as one of the workers from the Carlisle estate, one of the laborers out there. And uh, he, he finds you, oh, good, oh, good, both of you are together. Uh, uh, Craven has asked for you to stop by and see him after dinner tonight as something very important. Octavius Gustafson the third. How is your How is your family? <laughs> you just had a baby, I believe. Oh, such, they're they're wonderful. They're wonderful. Thank you for asking. You're such an interesting NPC. I hope we <laughs> see more of you. you, you I hope you aren't brutally <laughs> murdered in front of us. <laughs> you know he's gonna write a backstory <laughs> for that character. <laughs> so he uh, he says the the You don't know where I could find uh, find Asherian uh, and Father Becker, do you? Uh, Father Becker will be at the brothel hospital in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Actually, oh yes, yes. Older, where? I well, I've been locked in a shed in uh, all fairness. I haven't seen a Shirin or heard of him. A Shirin? Is it been three bloody weeks? We may not be able to rely on a Shirin, and Al just walks off. Oh God, he's working with the kobolds the whole time. So, uh, Father Becker, eventually, the uh, you he finds you. <laughs> he gives you the same message. You want to see if you swing by after dinner. Uh, of course. And uh, Asherian, you get the message as well, but he, he prefaces it that you might be interested, uh, but he understands if you don't show up. I understand, but thanks for sending the message. And he takes the uh, envelope and sets it down on his uh, desk. Okay. Uh, and that's pretty much it. So uh, it's later in the day already. If you guys want to have dinner and then proceed up to Carlisle's cabin, he still has his little cabin as his HQ. So as, as Shireen waits for the guy to leave mm -hmm. and kind of closes the door behind him, and someone else from in the room says, so you're really just going to leave him, huh? And as Shireen turns around, there's someone else in the room with him wearing this red uniform with... Um, a bandolier and a backpack that all has brass caps. And he has the exact same kind of necklace with the wooden piece and the brass cap on it. And Asherian turns and says, I don't think I can do this again, Enthiel. And the guy's like, well, what harm could it do? I know why you came here. That'll just make it faster. Asherian kind of stops and looks at the envelope, looks at the guy and says, you've got a point. And turns and walks out, taking the envelope with him. Is my character the only one that's possibly not being haunted by ghosts? <laughs> <laughs> you got to get in on the action? Yeah, no, because when I, when I go out and by myself, I'm genuinely, I, mean, I guess I've perhaps got a god that yeah, I'm Yeah, you're I'm just haunted get, by a god. Uh, that's yeah, all. I mean, well, now that Haytham's addicted to coke, you're the most normal one. Yeah. <laughs> we are in trouble. <laughs> so after dinner, um, Alder, Haytham, and Father Becker show up at... Uh, Carlisle's little cabin there. You uh, walk into his room, and he doesn't. I won't say that he looks disheveled, but you've never seen him look this concerned and worried before. He looks like a man who is probably lost a little sleep recently, and he, he's noticeably bothered by something. And gentlemen, gentlemen, I am uh, so glad you could make it. Please, please have a seat. I have a very, I have a very serious favor to ask of you. 
You look tired, Carlisle. Did you piss off more pirates? Al sits down. I hope not. Uh, he looks at me very seriously yeah. when he says that. Um, I'm looking around for some 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 of your drink while we're talking. I mean, um, yeah, sure. I mean, there really. there there will be uh, some very nice wine there, and he, oh, he motions it. Do you hear that? Like a, it's a it's a shame you only do pesh instead of wine <laughs> these days. Can I snort this? <laughs> Someone get me a straw. <laughs> he um so Alder he he looks kind of look at, looks at you. He says uh you uh you you asked me. I told you this was a high priority for me to figure out why the pirates attacked. And I don't know that I have an answer, but I think I have a complication. I, 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 need, to, I need to trust your discretion, but I need, a, I need a favor. I need you to do something for me. Uh, someone was bringing a message, a warning. They were on their way here. They knew about the pirate attack. And they hoped to, get to, to tell us but they didn't make it. Uh, the ship didn't make it. The pirates found them. Attacked the ship and it was sunk northeast of here. I need you to go find the captain. I have, I have reason to believe she's alive. And I, I, I want you to go find her and bring her back. Alive where? Somewhere in the wilderness. I have reason to believe she made it to shore. I think. I'm pretty certain she's alive. Uh, but I, I, we, need, we need to know what she knows. And, and, and I, I, I just need to tell you, she's, she's my daughter. Mm. Oh. How do you know she's alive? Well, what makes you suspect? Her, her mother says she's alive, and I believe her. What's, what's her name? He stops, pauses for a few minutes. He's like, I have your word on any discretion for anything you may, you may discover. Yes, of course. We're not going to hold family against you. Lena. Her, her, her first name is Lena. Is that a Y or an I? <laughs> it's just L-E-N-A. Last name Carlisle? It's actually Hammersmith. She took up stepdads and elms. <laughs> she uses the last name Clay. Uh, okay, hold on. Uh, if anyone's paying attention, like, Al twitches bad. Is there, is there any chance of a society role? Um, like uh, I don't, there's, there's nothing to be, to, to be gained there. He says, he goes, although that's not, her, that's not her real last name. But that's what she goes by if we were to inquire. You, they'll call her Captain Lena. Use that name. She'll know it's me. Could you give us a physical description of her? Um, he sort of does, but, um, he doesn't, I mean, he's like, she's, she's, I mean, she'll look a little like me, but, uh, she has her mother's red hair. Okay, redhead. About how old? Um, you know, he, he describes her, but he describes her like a father would. She's, she's, fa- she's fantastic. She's just everything. She's, she's just wonderful. She's, she's beautiful. She's, she's uh, headstrong, but very intelligent. And, uh, and uh, I'm, 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 I'm afraid we've been a bit estranged. She, 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 she went with her mother and, and uh, didn't heed any of, uh, any of my advice, but. Uh, but she is still my daughter, and I, I, I want to see her safe. I'm a little surprised that she was actually coming here herself. But, uh, yes, I hope, you, I, I hope you find her. Who's her mother? It's no one you would know. Um, so you think she's at the nor- uh, to the northeast somewhere? You think in the wilderness he, to the northeast, maybe? So he's, he's got a map there. Uh-huh. And if you uh, head up the, you know, because you guys are pretty far east on the southern coast. And uh, the coastline eventually kind of turns back northeast-ish. 
And if you look at the continent of Faradon, sometime in ancient history, and, and Hatham, this is fairly obvious to you just by looking at a map. The continent was once upon a time larger. And there was a section of the continent that sunk. So what you have off the eastern coast is you have kind of this, in, uh, this large sea. It's very shallow because, once again, there was a piece of this continent that went down and, and now there's kind of, and what there was a mountain range that ran through there. Well, the mountain range now kind of makes a ring of islands. You know, it's very clear. It follows that coastline. And this is something you guys would have seen on the map before. Did we get the impression it sunk catastrophically, like like suddenly, or it was just a gradual thing over time? They, I mean, I, maybe we wouldn't know. No, Heathlight says, he goes, my, my information is that they were attacked by pirates. Mm-hmm. No, I just meant that. The, oh, the, the oh, the, oh, the land mm-hmm. sunk. Sorry, we're interested um, in geography now. That's geology. This, um, you know, give me a uh, give me a roll over there, Hatham. Uh, I, there's no history anymore, so I'm not certain. Just give me like a lore academia. You, that'll work. You, you should have seen the grin on his face. Like, oh yeah, that's what I wanted. You know, in academic circles, this is not advanced knowledge. You know, uh, any anybody who's into geography at all would be aware of this. Now, it, it happened pre, uh, prehistory, meaning that whenever that continent sunk was before anybody was keeping written records. So before Faradon was even a continent mm. and a major, uh, major nation the first time. So it happened sometime maybe uh, after the God's War, but there's no particular record. It's just a long time ago. And so it sunk by the very shallow inland sea ringed by islands and kind of where that mountain range comes back down and meets where the land is. Again, he points right outside the sea somewhere in that little crook there and said it was somewhere in this neighborhood here. If she made it to shore, she would be somewhere out there. She's, she's cunning. She's witty. But if she hasn't made it here by now, I'm, I'm afraid there, there may be a reason. But uh, please see if you can go find her. So what tack do you want us to take? Do you feel it's more efficient for us to head there by land in case we meet her? We could get there faster by boat and then make our search. I think land is better. Right now we don't have the ships to spare and the wind wouldn't be in your favor. And also I don't know if there's more pirates out there. So far we have no reports, but I can't imagine they've stopped away. Do you know anything about the uh, terrain and the, um, <clears throat> well, let's just say inhabitants between here and there? Any, any rumors? Anybody gone done any surveying? You've, you've gone the furthest out that's come back. Uh, so I know of no inhabitants in that area. Always comforting to hear that. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I, I just can't say, but I do know that uh, history speaks of the, the sea there being a host of many sea monsters. I know even when, uh, even when Ferdin was at its height, not uh, many adventure out in there, but <laughs> I'm, I'm sure they were all gone. So a dangerous place even before Faradun was ruled by a lich. Well, in the sea uh, out there, I, I, I'm sure she's not in there, but if right, she were, yes. uh, I can't imagine how that would happen. At the mention of sea monsters, Haytham looks at Alder, like, thumbs up, like, uh, uh? <laughs> uh Do you imagine meeting a sea monster is a good thing? I just thought it would be really cool if we, like, killed one? Yes. But- yes, it would. And then, like, Al looks haunted. <laughs> also, I'm wondering about Haytham going, yeah, I like to kill things now. I'm looking at that sickle on his belt. You know, if I don't kill things every few days, I start feeling real weird. Listeners, we want to take a moment to talk about the greatest sea monster, syphilis, and how it affects your feelings. <laughs> well... PTA. Syphilis, or as or a PSA. Sailor, drippy. Is, uh... Boy, that would be a weird PTA. <laughs> Jesus Christ. PTA, I mean, Jesus Christ. 
Now, luckily, cobalt blood is a fine thing to smear on syphilis. It will cause it to go away in days. But So uh, at some point, Carlisle looks over at you, the three of you, and he says, uh, I was hoping the three of you would head out in the morning. And, and I'm, I'm hoping, hoping everything goes well. I, uh, I think we're pretty much prepared. Huh? As you can tell, though, we're down a man. Perhaps you could in- have one of the more interesting NPCs around town join <laughs> us. Like the champion, Miss Kitty Wildfire. Or the dwarf barbarian, Ragnar the Fisted Hammer. Just some interesting character. I'll see what I can do. <laughs> Someone with a deep you know. and compelling backstory. <laughs> one of the nurses that I particularly like. I mean, she's great in the daytime, but at night, wow. Uh, unfortunately, people of your caliber have been uh, few and far between here, but uh, if you need a fourth companion, I'll see what I can come up with. Have somebody ready by morning, but uh, I can't make promises. It, it, it doesn't matter. We, we don't need it. We'll get it done. Allie's a little salty. He, um, he kind of shakes his head. Uh, sits back down. He he slides a fresh bottle of wine across to the three of you, but he 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 looks ready to be left alone. All right. Well, we'll take that bottle. Thank you. Nice. Uh, must come in that one of those recent shipments. Then didn't have much of this before, eh? Uh, well, not that he was given away. Yeah. Uh, I see. <laughs> All right. You've been holding out on me. <laughs> Hold him down. You bastard. <laughs> <lost him. laughs> He's a crazy man. Get your licks in, Nathan. <laughs> Yeah, it turns out uh, Hayden tore out Carlisle's throat with his own teeth. Was, um, yeah. So uh, what time are you guys wanting to head out in the morning? Well, first thing, so 10 a.m., 11? Are we feeling good about that? I mean, Al, Al, like, unless he's just that exhausted from, like, horrible days of combat, always gets up pretty early, you know. So, I mean, he'll be ready breakfast time, you know. Yeah, I mean, you guys can head out whenever you really want, uh, but... Uh, if you're getting up fairly early, you you go there to head out and um, just off to the off to the wilderness again for a journey. Yep. Right. Uh, well, you, you guys begin to walk away from the Carlisle campsite. As you guys are walking out into towards the street, kind of on the on the ob- other side of the street, as you guys walk out of the Carlisle estate, Ashirian's standing there and he has the envelope in his hand, just kind of flopping it loosely, looking at you guys like. Well, this is awkward. Uh, have a good time with whatever <laughs> weird, weird thing you're going through, and um, we could fill you in. We'll on the be way. back. I don't like a week and a half. Well, yeah. if we survive, of course, but we could like certainly use some additional up. help. <laughs> <laughs> no, a little higher. Uh, we'll we'll be back. You know, don't don't wait up. Be probably a long time. <laughs> Trying to fill the void left by you. If we survive at all, of course, since we're 75% of our effectiveness as we were the first mm. time. We were. Uh, maybe torn bits. Yep. But, you I know, guess. such is life for uh, strapping young lads like us. That's right. If, so. if it matters, Ash, there's a damsel in distress. Maybe goodbye forever. Asherian has kind of got the look of, like, this is what I got myself into, huh? And then just as I'm going with you. Oh, no, you're not invited. I'm sorry if we weren't clear about that. <laughs> no, we, no, no, we've I en- very much was. We, we we've engaged you. the services of the wizard, Grimmore, the Elder Stained. Yes. <laughs> that guy is crazy powerful. Did you guys see him summoning those monsters last night? It was wild. Oh, my goodness. I think that was like a velociraptor or a T-Rex or something. Right, all these, Richard. All of them. That's right. <laughs> so, uh, Asherin, you're going to go with him? Mm-hmm. And as Assyrian walks over across the street, he kind of walks beside Father Becker and is like, 
I thought I told you you should probably help Hatham with the whole uh, drug addiction thing. <laughs> you know, he's about 50% better than he was yesterday, and if you look at him right now, he was in a bad way. <laughs> bad. And yeah, we, we might have problems when he starts telling us that the leeches are in his skin. Yeah, he's mostly not twitching, if you'll watch. I oh. mean, there's, there's a lot less. Progress, progress. Mm-hmm. And once again, the four of you leave behind Port Holbeck and wander off into the wilderness of Faradon. 